Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Talking pigskin on NFL, cause football is really swell. NFL's great and there is no debate, he's gonna talk right now. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. what's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are, welcome to episode number 111 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, an exciting week 13, is in the books here to help us break it down as he always is. Seated to my immediate right from NFL.com, from NFL Fantasy Live, from the like-dislike column, and so on. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, Appreciate sure. You, uh, it's a pleasure to see you once again. Welcome to December. Thank you, yes. December. May I say, can I say something? I just sure. plugged some stuff. I have to plug this. The Sheckies are on their way. It's uh, December. As soon as I said wait. that, it reminded me. Sheckies equal, uh, I mean, December equals the Sheckies. And the Sheckies, of course, if you aren't familiar, they are the awards that I give out annually to all the important. Listen, the Academy Awards take care of movies. The Grammys take care of music. Mm-hmm. The Emmys take care of TV. Damashek's here to take care of all the rest. And yes. so be on the lookout for those. We, um, we're planning on bringing uh, our pal uh, Carole in here. Okay. He's a good debater on these issues. Good, Takes good. them seriously. He, he brings a serious mind to serious issues. And so we'll bring him in here to yap about those. Rank, look forward to your opinions on those as well. Although, when we did the pie off a couple episodes again, you weren't yeah. exactly as engaged as you might have been. I might have been maybe last a, year. You brought a... Well, just because your diet doesn't allow you to take in as much pie this year doesn't mean that you shouldn't have brought the the seriousness that the situation. I brought a pineapple pie, which I thought was pretty good. No, a store-bought junkie. Where did you get yours? You got a convenience store store pie. You went went to the store. It was a nice pie, though. It was a good pecan pie. Now, somebody who did take it seriously, in fact, he went the extra mile. He baked it in his own kitchen. It was a treacle tart all the way from England. He's a Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. 
Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. How are you? Good. I'm still I'm still on cloud nine from the delicious treacle tart. It's it sits in the stomach a while actually. I yeah. always find two or three weeks later you can still you know, <laughs> you still feel a little full from it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Your week thirteen notes. Um, very exciting week. Uh, RG3 was very special, I thought, on Monday night. Um, pretty interested by the Patriots at the moment. Maybe we can talk about them a little bit later on. I look on. forward to that, yes. It seems the rookie QBs are the, uh, are the story of the week. Mm. To me, of course, yes, I am biased, I understand, but to me... They were all outdone by old man Chaz Batch going into Baltimore. Listen, I don't mean statistically or anything else, but, I mean, to me, that's the story, that this guy coming off of that atrocious performance in Cleveland, who could have seen this coming? He was slinging it. I mean, he looked legitimately good and good for him because that may well be the last game he ever plays in the NFL. So on a human level, imagine this guy may have gone out the last time he ever touches an NFL field would have been pathetically against the lowly Cleve Brownies. Instead, he goes into Baltimore, hence the emotion we saw after the game. That's the way to go out. Well, and I don't know if you saw, but uh, a smaller part of that story, but no no less heartwarming, is um, on Thursday of last week, so you know, three days before he played that game, his uh, dog, mm-hmm. um, his five-year-old dog, um, died of, of cancer. It had to be, had to be euthanized. And that, that warms so, your heart. No, you that love, doesn't. You but, see- but the emotion, the emotional outpouring, Oh, afterwards, that, you know, you. that's even more. I mean, what a story. It really, listen, it's terrific, and we'll get into that. And now let's say hello to uh, one of our pals from around the league. Mr. Fancy Pants, Mark Sessler, is not here. He's absent, but so be it. Look who is here from around the league, like I say, at Dan Hanzus on the Twitter. It's Dan Hanzus. What's the poop with you? Hey, guys, what's up? I will say also with the, the dog situation. When he when Batch was crying on the sideline after the game or very emotional, I'm thinking it might have been just as much about the dog because when my beloved Boomer, named after Boomer Assassin, died last year, I remember crying driving to this very office. Hmm. You know, dogs have that power. Dogs how have long, that how power. How long did you have your dog? I had he was twelve. Twelve, yeah. I had a I had a dog that oh, we're gonna go down a weird uh, yes, it's very, it's very emotional. Go ahead, say it. No, Are you going to weep? Because uh, that would be excellent. No, I hope I, you. I hope this winds <laughs> up with you getting choked up. Oh, how I, I probably would could. No, <laughs> please do. I probably will if I really. No, I don't want to bring everybody down. All right. But yes, it is emotional when you lose a pet. All yeah. right, that's a good uh, long and uh, <laughs> keep it nice and <laughs> nice and short there for your own sake. Because if you weep on the air, this is being recorded, and I will torment you with it again <laughs> and again. I don't think you would have. But. And again. Now, I say this. I don't think people should get dogs and cats to live in their house. because why, And people say, well, it's great for kids, too, because kids love to have a dog. But aren't you then illustrating for children? Not just, Forget the kids, as a matter of fact. For yourself. Why do you want to bring in a life to your life that you expect to go away before you do? If you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak, right? Well, but there's some Fair joy point. in between. That's that I know. is that's the that's, you, you that's the glass Honestly, is never full. People get so sad about it. Though. Well, let me ask Dan: Do you do you have a dog now? No, I, I will never get a dog again. Not ready. Actually, I w- my wife wants us to get another dog, and I've actually went to a couple shelters, and it almost feels like I'm cheating on Boomer. Yeah, I'm just right. not yes. ready to do Boomer. it. Which current jet would you name your new dog after? 
Uh, Rex? I, I mean, oh. that Rex is a good dog's name anyway. I know. The, Sanchez? No current Jet would probably no? be the answer. Wait a second. Well, if you named the, the, the first one after a Jets QB, you got to name the next one after another Jets QB. You could go back in be? history for, for great Jets quarterbacks of the past. Broadway like Browning. Joe. Browning. Browning. Broadway Joe is a pretty fancy name for a pup. It's, yep. It is fancy. I don't know. If, if the owner was more competent, Woody would be good, but I can't go with that. Mm-hmm. So I'd really have to... Think about it, but I'm not. I'm not at that place yet. Kellen. <laughs> Kellen is a weird name for a baby, a human baby. You know, <laughs> there's certain names that I. It's funny to me. Some people, once you know them as adults, you don't. You don't bat an eye. Like, oh, this is Carl. Hello, Carl. Nice to meet you. But what was Carl the baby like? You know, that must yeah. have been strange. Little infant. Other way, there are names that fit little babies that make them cute, but then they grow up, and you don't want to be a grown man named Cody. You know, scooter. Yeah, not good. Not good. Hey, uh, listen, we're getting off track. Stop it. Let's talk some football already. What do you want to talk about behind the glass? It's black tie. What do you want us to yap about here, fellow? I fella? actually enjoyed that conversation. All that right, terrific. Great. What you should we talk did. about? I did. It was awesome. <laughs> but if we must talk football, um, how about the Monday night game? Skins, Giants, gritty win. Nah, a lot of pistol formation. Well, I, you know, as Handsome Hank tweeted out uh, last night, and I saw it, and I completely agreed with it. Uh, you know, uh, the and we're coming to you on Tuesday here. NFL UK Hank is how you follow him. Um, uh, yeah, you know, had the Giants won, you would essentially hand them the division, and in fact, they they'd be in good position to take the second seed in the NFC. Perhaps, but now they're one game up on the Cowboys and Redskins. And I'll point out for the umpteenth time: if Desi Bryant's fingers don't touch the uh, the back line in Cowboy Stadium a few weeks ago, the Cowboys are in first place, not the mm. Giants. But all right, it is what it is. What's going to happen there? The Giant. Uh, to me, I know it's fun and everything, but the Cow- uh, the Giants are going to win that division, right? Do we have any doubts about that? Mm, their schedule's not. That, I mean, all of them have have a, a relatively rough. Um, last four, anything could happen. I think. I mean, I think ten wins will do it, and uh, potentially. And not, who says the Redskins can't do it? Right. Who, who has more more mojo than them with RG three? Well, right now? that to me is I, red, yeah, to me red. that's what I bridge in the Beltway game that comes up this weekend. Now, the Redskins versus the Ravens. Those are two teams. Obviously, this is a huge game. Houston Patriots, a huge game on the slate. Pittsburgh-Cincinnati, a huge game still out there. Obviously, you can go through the last quarter of the season and and cherry-pick some games there, but those are the ones that stand out to me. Rank, who's going to win that division? The Washington Redskins. You think so? Win the division. Yeah, their defense uh, has been playing a lot better as Mm -hmm. of late. Uh, even I mean, if you look back at the the history with the Redskins and the and the Giants, the Redskins secondary has owned Eli for pretty much his entire career. But if you looked at the two games prior, especially at home, the the Redskins secondary has really really improved. I think they've allowed less than two hundred yards in the last three home games now. So that defense is starting to come along. And then on the other side of the ball, you got RG three. What can you say about that guy? I really, I'm really hoping. I want to see Locke get into the playoffs. I want to see RG three get in the playoffs, and uh, Russell Wilson. All three of those guys, the rookie quarterbacks. Well, you may end up getting your wish the way things are are shaking out right now. Um, about the Ravens, I, you know, again, I, to me, I love that uh, Steeler game. As somebody who roots for for the Steelers, I can't recall a more satisfying win over the last couple of seasons for them to go in there as diminished as they were by injury and and to win that game. But from the other side of things, man, oh man, the defense. We know it's a, a course. The the offense. We even before the injuries to Ladarius Webb and. 
and so, you, you knew because Suggs was on the shelf going into the season, and Ray Lewis obviously out too. The but you knew the offense was going to have to pick it up. So the defense hasn't been great, but that's old news. What gives with this team? I mean, is it Flacco? Is it Harbaugh? Or is it the guy who I think it is? And I mentioned it on the Shame Report, which you can look at NFL.com. Um, it's Cam Cameron, right? I mean, how do you how do you make sense of keep – fine, so it's Cam Cameron. How do you make sense of keeping this guy season after season? I would get rid of him right now. Ray, Ray Rice breaks off a 35-yard touchdown in the third quarter. Cam Cameron, the man calling the plays, uses that – to inform him to make to, to give the ball zero times to Ray Rice in the fourth period. How say you, Hansus? Uh, yeah, I agree that this guy needs to be reevaluated. Ray Rice is, you know, short list of most dynamic running backs in football today. He should be having more touches than anyone. You know, they get it in Houston where they have Arian Foster and they give him the ball maybe too much, you could say. But Ray Rice should be getting it that same amount, especially when there are times where you can't really trust Joe Flacco, especially on the road. Make this Ray Rice's offense run everything through him and see what happens. Plus, he's such a great receiver out of the backfield, too. There's so many ways you can use this guy, and they're just not doing it. It's inexcusable. You know, you have have to make make him the focal point of the offense. I say... That Mark Sanchez, I've beaten him up plenty, and I've beaten up uh, I've beaten up Flacco a lot and Romo. Those are probably my three main targets over the last two seasons. Guys who I will, uh, and I'm not saying that Romo is the equivalent of Sanchez. Certainly, he's a, a far superior QB. I always would have thought Flacco, though, closer to Romo. I'm starting to think who does less with, with and the reason I bash those three guys is because those three guys do the least with the most talent around them. This side of of Matt. Cass. Castle. Castle starts the season with a bevy of, uh, of uh, apparently great pass catchers and, and a stacked backfield and everything else and, and is atrocious. But, I, you know, Flacco has Torrey Smith, the burner on the outside, Anquan Bolden as steady as they come, good pass catching tight ends, Ray Rice, like you say, catching passes and also balancing that. I know we can put it on Cam Cameron, but this the, this hokum about Joe Flacco being er, that he thinks he's number one, and he is a, lo- a drop pass away from going to the Super Bowl. Lee Evans had them in the Super Bowl. He just dropped the ball. So what sense does this make? Can Joe Flacco now, with the evidence we've seen, in spite of really beating the Patriots in Foxborough last January, is he? can he win a Super Bowl? Handsome Hank, I begin I think with you. He, I think he can do, but I mean... I- you're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth there if you're saying that on the one hand Cam Cameron's responsible for not giving the ball to, to Ray Rice and then on the other hand that Flacco's terrible. It's probably more Cam Cameron and Flacco's not the number one quarterback in the league but he's not as bad as he's looked all this time. But I, I think there are more problems, more issues with that team than just the offense and, and you know not making mo- most use of that talent. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year but is Joe Flacco capable of taking them to a Super Bowl at some point in the future? Yeah, I'd say probably is. But... Look how much they've done. Look how far they've got, as you said, even last season, with the problems or, or, or the talent um, that's not being used properly um, in the way that it is right now. That Listen, the headline is, but first of all, that the AFC playoffs and the NFC slightly less so, but the AFC playoffs, if they were to start right now, which they are not they're going not? to. No, they're not okay. going to. They're <laughs> no, going to play the last four games. No, okay. they're going to play out these last okay. four weeks of the season. But with all due respect to the Bengals, who are interesting, if you get Pittsburgh in there with that mix, I said this yesterday on the Twitter, and you can follow me at Damashek. I said this. 
I now uh, am, uh, believe that with the possible exception of the Colts, any of those AFC playoff teams could beat any NFC team, and that is definitely not true the other way. The Seahawks wouldn't be, you know, can't, aren't capable of beating any of those teams pretty much in the AFC. You don't think the, the Seahawks couldn't beat the uh, Patriots? No, I don't. You don't, I, even though they've done it already. In Seattle. The Super Bowl, as far as I know, is not going to be played in Seattle. That, well, I mean, me check. Well, hold on. No, it's not. It's not. not. (laughs) Nice win. Nice win against the Bears. That does. That does shake on. They did. They absolutely needed to do something like that. They needed Mm -hmm. to prove to themselves because they're going to be a wild card if they get into the playoffs at all. And of course, then they're going to have to win on the road. So that was an important win for them. Let's not forget about their cornerback situation too, with Browner and Sherman. They uh, Sherman. Both of them will probably play on Sunday because Sherman's appeal is until December fourteenth. Browners hasn't been set yet, but those guys are probably going on the shelf. And if they lose their big physical cornerbacks, or both top-notch players, they might not even make the playoffs. Well, and but but back to the Ravens. Here's the thing that's I- intriguing to me about them is they now here's their last four games. You know, they, they felt like a team that was pulling away from mm. the rest of that division. And all of a sudden, if you look at him, you know, I, because I, like most people, figured the Chaz Batch, a, a guy off the street at right tackle, uh, pouncy out of position, what chance do they possibly have against Baltimore? But now they're 9-3 and three are the Ravens. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are both 7-5. and five. Their, last five, their last four games, the Ravens, go at the Redskins. So this is a monster game for them coming up there against their Beltway foes. Then they go Denver. Giants, a good road team, generally speaking, and uh, and then they round it out at Cincy. Boy, they, they could absolutely lose all four yeah. of those games, or at least three of them. They may end up – it is absolutely plausible that they wind up outside the playoffs altogether if Pittsburgh and Cincinnati keep their respective roles going. Cincy and Pittsburgh play each other in Week 16. Can they play yeah. twice or once? Who? Pit, uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. No, they only have one game only left. One, Pittsburgh okay. has the uh, already won in Cincy, so they've got the they've got the edge on them. But if Cincy wins out, um, otherwise, I don't, I'm not positive. I think that would put if Baltimore, in fact, were to lose three of their four, and one of those being to Cincy, I think so they'd they would be on get the to out. ten wins. Wow, that would be a, uh, a meltdown like the Broncos a couple mm. of years ago yes. when they had to I mean, they're, they're really positioned. If they, if they, you know, they've been lousy for a little while uh, uh, of late. And I guess when I say any AFC team could beat any NFC team, that's the other one that you should put the asterisk next to. Can the or the Ravens uh, uh, sitting at nine and three? They're, they're they seem phony to me. Fraudulent right. nine and three. It's it's funny because you look at a team like the Texans, who are an offensive based team who made the tr- transition to defensive team. And they are now riding a defense. the The Ravens haven't made that transition yet. They went from a heavily defensive team, and then there just comes a point in the modern NFL where you just can't keep that momentum going. And eventually, your the other side of the ball is going to have to pick it up for you. They haven't been able to do it on offense. If I'm them, if I'm if I'm Ozzie Newsom, the first thing I do this offseason, more than any player than anything you can do, I would hire North Turner to be their offensive coordinator. Interesting. He'll because be available. He's, he's not a good. He's not a good head coach, but he's proven in the past when he's in that offensive coordinator role, he gets a lot out of his players, and that would be a perfect guy to put there under John Harbaugh's wing. That would be my top priority for them. That's sim- a great call. Yeah, that's similar to uh, Wade Phillips, who maybe wasn't a head coach guy, but he always had the defensive chops. Went to Houston, and now again, everyone views him as this great coach. Well, that's interesting to bring in a specialist like that, like uh, like Chuck Knox went into uh, L- 
<laughs> I was looking for the Dieter Brock drop, and I couldn't even make it work. I, I, I blew it up. I blew it up myself. Isn't there honor in that? I was going for oh, ground okay. chuck, going into L.A. Rams, and then leaving, and then uh, seating control. Right. I, I was going to go for it, it and I realized Brock, it fell apart. I, You know what? I feel like I deserve a pat a on the back. I, I say no. That We uh, we have a, a listener, Karen, who uh, who does the tally Picked for us. Picked up the slack. It's, yeah, it's I up, like it. It's up to her. She's, it's, it's no, that doesn't count. No, I'm, I'm, I'm vote, no, I vote for a negative negative point. Take, you, take one off. I'm All sorry. Right. Wait, hold on. You're not in charge of it. She is. You're well, a competitor. I'm, I'm letting you her know. Don't, I vote you don't. For you it. don't dictate to her. She I'm just, is. Hey, she's Karen, an, I'm just saying. She's an impartial body. That's what she's we need. Independent from the show. If you fail so miserably in an attempt, you should probably take one off. Okay, listen, like, you know what? You can make your case to her. She will ultimately decide. I, I I'll take a. I'll take a <laughs> negative. Uh, Point five. How about that? I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll self impose it. I like why that. That's you, our, why are you self imposing our Dieter Brock drop race? That's fine. So it's a still out there to be had. I'm going to also impose. You can't do it for the next five minutes. Too easy to work yes. it in here. Yes. All right, listen. Now, <laughs> speaking of the Ravens, I go. I'm going to do a five minute soliloquy on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, hand Zeus, we're required. We could wax about Luck and Russell Wilson. And um, RG three. To me, I feel like this is one of those discussions that that sort of raged. This is the modern equivalent of over the last decade or twelve years or so. Radio shows you'd flip them on, and the debate about who you'd rather have, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, and be be vicious fighting about that. Are you crazy? Tom Brady is way better. Oh, are you insane? Peyton Manning's way better. I think we can agree that they're both pretty good, and that and that. The, the the difference between them is close to negligible, you know, when it comes down to mm-hmm. it. Same here. I don't know about that Russell Wilson belongs in that conversation, although he's been terrific. RG3 versus Andrew Luck, yeah, you're, you know, who, who would you rather have? Would, would, you, would you rather build a franchise? How about both? I mean, either one. Yeah. I don't think you're – the, Although the difference is that they are very different type of players. They're not so, very different. Rank is the first one to point this out. I think people actually, I really do, and I'm not, uh, I'm not race baiting or anything else. But I've been talking about this since before the combine last year. I've been saying if RG three was a white guy and Andrew Luck, same position, right, same right. everything. You know, Andrew Luck is playing in Stanford. If 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 Andrew Luck was a was an African American kid with dreadlocks hanging out of his helmet and played that kind of, then. It would RG three would be the clear cut number would have been the clear cut number one choice last year. I, I believe mm. that. I, I, I think, I, but I think the genius of and I, I won't say this very often, but the genius of Mike Shanahan is he's made that offense. He hasn't said right, this is my offense and this sure, is what you're going right. to play. He agreed. said this is an offense for RG three that he will thrive in, and we've all seen that. And last night, Monday night game was was a great example of that. I think you could drop Andrew Luck into a any pro offense, and he'd be one of the top five, which I, I think he is right now, one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and that's an interesting point. I, I guess and, so. And but eventually, I also think I, eventually, RG three will be that guy. But I, don't, I think Shanahan's been smart and not made but him be that guy this, now. But I will say this. But but Rank's point was this: is that you know RG three is an otherworldly runner. He's the fa- you know I right. think by but you know by measure he is the fastest QB that ever the NFL's but ever seen, or at least he's pretty close. Pat White maybe uh, is, is in that <laughs> wow. mix too. But anyway, yes, he's very fast, but. As Rank's been pointing out all along, like yeah, Andrew Luck is uh, no slouch running the oh, ball sure. himself. You know, don't it's just, disagree. So they're not vastly different. This idea that they're such different guys, you know, whether they're, they're both big arm guys who can run around, and and I mean, you know, RG three is more apt to do so. But if yeah. if the Colts wanted to do that, they could roll him out and run oh, that yeah. pistol. I, 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 didn't um, Cam Newton? Didn't Andrew Luck have a better? 
40 time? The had, Cam Newton? Yeah, it was very similar. All the measurables, height, weight, 40 times, all that stuff was basically the same. Let me say this to you, too. That's one that I do pat myself on the back. For. The, the, all, the, the Cam Newton jazz about, like, oh, he's a tailor. What's going on with this guy? That's all post-game press conference stuff. As I've as I've consistently said about him, he's fine. Look at the numbers he's putting up. It's who he's surrounded by. They, you know, they really, even though they have millions upon millions of dollars devoted to that backfield, they don't have anybody great back there. With the possible exception of Jonathan Stewart, if he would ever stay healthy, um, you know, Steve Smith is old but good, and you know they don't have a lot of pass catchers there. So I think point is. Cam Newton is still going to be and is currently one of the better QBs and is going to have a prolific career, and I stand by that unwaveringly. And and for you fantasy people out there, with confidence, take Cam Newton at the end of the first round next year. I'm saying no, that here no, and now. No, no, yes, no. yes, yes, yes. Please don't do that. Well, that's a, it's going to be good, and they're going to give him a receiver. Hansus, you look like you're chomping at the bit to say something. Not really. Uh. Oh, you're not. <laughs> well, then let me engage you on this. Yeah. Let me. I. I don't want to belabor it because who cares at this point? But the Mark Sanchez thing. It is a big story. It is. And um, wait, hold on. What? Dave Damashek has been calling for it for weeks. McElroy getting a start. I'm not surprised. You knew that this was going to happen. And let me just say, I'll just weigh in with with this thought, and then I want to hear from uh, the Jets fan Hanzus. Mark Sanchez and what you saw in the Meadowlands and yeah, it, it, people act every time like, oh, we've never seen anything like this before. Yes, the home crowd when your team is losing always wants to see the backup. Yes, they give him a standing ovation. However, I do feel sad for Mark Sanchez uh, to plummet so far. I know he's a millionaire who's, you know, movie star, good looking and everything mm-hmm. else. So I'm sure he'll be fine. But um, I see no point. This thing, the, 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 a lot of the talking heads the last couple days have been saying, if you don't put Mark Sanchez in the lineup, then his career as a Jet is done. Yeah, it's, as it yeah, should be. Good. If you're a Jets fan, I, I mean, you cannot. If you put Mark Sanchez in and they stand with the with the with with their remaining schedule, they could very well win three of the last four. They might sweep the last four. What is the benefit to Mark Sanchez being in the lineup and doing that? Rex Ryan, let's say, retains his job. You can Forget the New York media not approving of that, how uninspired it would be to go through an entire another offseason building towards 2013 with Mark Sanchez being your guy, the team wouldn't buy it. You would lose the team. There's no way you can say Mark Sanchez is still our guy going forward With when you look around the names we just talked about, the rookie QBs, the sophomore QBs, the ought four draft class, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Manning, both Mannings. You cannot reasonably say, yes, Mark Sanchez is still our guy, and we think we're going we're, we're gonna to go deep in the playoffs with that guy. No chance you can do it, how say you. Greg McElroy, at least you start him because he's a career backup, and he'll get his feet wet. He'll get accustomed to playing in the NFL, and QBs happen to get injured, as we've learned in Pittsburgh and other places this year. QBs are going to have to play anyway. Let Greg McElroy play some NFL games and get ready for that when he does have to take over as a backup. How say you, Hansen? Well, I think the biggest takeaway for me was that Rex Ryan has now done the hard part. The hard part was benching Sanchez. They, that's a huge, huge aspect of this. They came into the to the Jets together in 2009. Rex has stood by him for so long. And really, and I'm almost positive of this, if Tim Tebow isn't inactive, Sanchez never comes out of that game on Sunday. That's how much Rex does not want to play Tebow. So really it was a couple things coming together to allow McElroy to get into this game. And, well, that obviously was that was a planned thing, right? If Sanchez doesn't do well, we're going to yank him because we have Tebow now 
inactive. Well, yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. I mean, I think if Tebow never hurts his rib, I think that would have helped Sanchez in the spot staying in the lineup. But really, I think, you know, no Jeff Finch should get too excited right now because McElroy, yes, they he took them on that drive to win the game against the Cardinals, threw for 29 yards. He, You know, there's there's nothing really to get that amped up about. But at this point, what do you have to lose? Put him in the lineup. Now that you've done the hard part and already benched him, you can now go forward with any of it. You don't else. want to win. That's a, This is a bad year, though, as it's panning out. It doesn't look like Matt Barkley is a guy you necessarily right. want to burn a high first-round pick. Right. There's no, you, can bring it, yeah, you can't bring in another USC quarterback. How much money yeah, are you that's guys, a good point. I didn't think of that, yeah. How much money are you guys going to waste on Alex Smith next year? Right, Alex Smith or Michael Vick ends that's up the, with That will be the biggest Vick. sucker job. Whatever team gets Alex Smith is in for a rude awakening. Because I, think I agree with play, that. I still say Arizona, but... I mean, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh saved that guy's career. And I also stand by this because I defended Sanchez earlier before the season started. You know, it has not worked out. But I will say this. If Sanchez had Jim Harbaugh to coach with and he was with that team, I think he would do well. I think he could be Alex Smith-esque before he got benched, of course. I just think a lot of these guys that always – Way too inaccurate. That's the problem. He and Flacco, that's what they have in common. Yeah, well, he is – yeah, accuracy is an issue, but – I don't know. I, I really do think a lot of these quarterbacks that struggle it comes down to who's their coach, who's around them, and if you put put them in a different situation, everything would. Be I different. tend to agree with that. I, I I think that's I think that's more true of spot up shooters in the NBA. I've always said I think you know Steve Kerr has a long and and pretty nice career that has has some rings involved in at the back end of it. If Steve Alford had gotten into the right spot, that wouldn't have happened to him. Right. I think it's the same thing. You know, Steve Alford basically flames out. All right, quickly. Black Tie. You and Dick Banks have been working on a new theme song for you, huh, Black Tie? Yeah, we got back in the lab because remember when my remix came out? <laughs> back in the lab. That was, uh, <laughs> went back in the lab, put, you know, put the heads together. And, I'm uh, glad you're focusing on the most important <laughs> yeah. items for this podcast. Uh, speaking of that, we do have Dwayne Brown coming up, so that's a good uh, that's a good little booking for us. The left tackle of the first place, Houston Texans. Um, oh, also... But quickly, another programming note, another uh, self-promotion here. You know, I've been going on the road all uh, all season long. I went to a Thursday night game in Atlanta, little behind-the-scenes action, Thursday night football. I also got to watch the game with Roddy White's mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. Wow. So we've got two Cars.com uh, uh, NFL fans ultimate road trip uh, road trips coming up for you this week. Be on the lookout for the behind-the-scenes one. I sit down with Michael Irvin. Mooch, Steve Mariucci, and primetime Deion Sanders, the prodigal son back in Atlanta there. His his face hangs from the rafters there. I kibbitzed with them. Three delightful fellas. What a gay old time we had together. I sat in the Rich Eisen chair, and I announced to them right out of the gate, Eisen's yesterday's news. Damashek is the future. New broom sweeps clean. We play by my rules. They all played ball with it, and primetime enjoyed it. He did. He said he had a he great time. He told you he liked it. He told me he liked it, yep. You talked to Primetime? No, How do you okay, know? that's not true. I, someone else told me, the producer told me that Primetime had a great time with Dave right? Damashek. Didn't actually want to go and do the Thursday night pregame sure. show because he was having such fun with uh, Dave Damashek. Well, because we had, like I say, it was a wonderful You're time. You're a great guy to hang out with. We're soulmates. Yes. Is, is eye contact I, You probably have a lot, of, a lot in common in terms of your athletic endeavors as well. <laughs> a great deal. A great deal. We're hard to, we're hard to sport really... sport hero, Dave Damashek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Shecker Memorial Stadium. The backyard yep. uh, in which I grew up. Yeah, football, wiffle ball. We did it all. Right. Kicked the can. Did you ever play two in one day like Prime famously did? Hmm. You know what? That's a great question. I don't know if we ever did go uh, two-sport <laughs> doubleheader. 
I don't know if we ever did. I mean, we definitely played some, like I say, maybe some kick the can after a spirited wiffle ball. I think that, well, that, that, that goes. Time, that's yeah. that's that it. That's two sports. Okay. We yeah. used to play, like, out there in Corona, California, we'd play a little baseball on Rankley Field because we had the ivy in the front of our house, so we called it Rankley Field. And then we'd, when uh, when the uh, afternoon twilight was going on, we'd go on a Mountain View golf course because hmm. that's where we lived, play football. Nice. And I, I think about that it works. now as a golfer, like – if I would be on a on a and this was a country club, like if you would pull up and there would be little kids playing in the fairway, like how pissed I would be now, as an adult. <laughs> doing it. But as kids, we were indignant of these guys coming in and golfing. We did do some basketball. We, maybe we would Oops. go to Checker Memorial Stadium. Maybe we would uh, go to uh, to play some two on two hoops. We also invented a game called wall ball. That's a story for another time. But basketball <laughs> does remind me. Um, one of the bosses heard the podcast last week, and I made mention of some of my trials and travails in uh, high school basketball. I've shared these yarns many times, mm-hmm. but he has requested hearing some of them. For instance, my my high school, my, my freshman basketball team's game against the Pittsburgh School of the Deaf. That was a good one. <laughs> that was at the front end of my high school basketball career. Then also my final game in uniform as a high schooler, and or nay, really in basket organized basketball i'll spin those yarns for you later oh, black tie <laughs> let's get to it the black tie reads current events the black and wake if they're coming the black the blacklist. what's the first question bub quick couple of notes really fast oh, i did uh, oh, really we don't have yes. time for those quickly i did the clip this year of the overtime as you guys saw more overtime games this past week um, also, pie ranks. You guys open the show talking about your pies. Just let you know, Hank's pie was the number one voted pie on your blog, Shaq. What? Ca- how did you make that? I was fascinated by you how asking that question know? in a poll to listeners who couldn't they might taste the pie. The they might have licked the screen to they find out what it tastes like. No idea what it tastes like. Maybe they went to try it out, or maybe they've had it before. Oh. What about that? Dan Empty Hands' uh, yeah. pie? Oh, uh, that no. was an embarrassment. <laughs> you embarrassed yourself. That was bad. Why don't that we was move bad. forward as a last, country? Last quick note. I hope you're shaming Chaz Bash for his emotional crying. Because you no. always shame the, the Why Ravens. would I shame him? Did you not listen to the beginning of the show? Shame the Ravens for point, you know, being so ecstatic when they do beat the Steelers. This guy cried. That was ridiculous. That was that wasn't even that Thanksgiving yet. Have they, some, give him some, wow. Oh, oh. You're you're cuckoo. That was a great. That's I'm the not, end. That is if Roethlisberger plays this weekend, oh. his career on the field is over. That was his final moment on the field I'm not, you know after. What? After shaking off the stink against the lowly Browns to do that in Baltimore, that's a great victory. He's an emotional man. I totally, uh, emotional man. I totally agree the, with you. The, 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 <laughs> the look at us celebrate, thumb, the, thumb your nose at the opposition. Gatorade bath in, in November is, I mean, that was an embarrassment. There's no shame in him weeping a little bit. Black tie is clearly a cat person. <laughs> yeah. I am not. Not at all. All right, quickly, the backlist. First question up, guys. A lot of uh, starting quarterbacks have lost their job. Mark Sanchez, maybe. Alex Smith, yikes. Michael Vick, yikes. So rank the out-of-favor starting quarterbacks out of those guys and pick a good off-season destination for one of them. That's interesting. How about this? I floated this just because, you know, listen, if you want, if you, if things like facts and reliable sources are important to you, go <laughs> ahead and follow the likes of, uh, you know, I don't know, Luck and Fora or, uh, or uh, um, you know, or Darlington or Rappaport or any of these cats. You know, they, they got those bases. Jay Glazer, they got those bases covered. Damashek, 
Damashek trades in uh, reckless speculation. <laughs> That's why I say Mike Vick goes along with Andy Reid. Oh, no. Fresh start in San Diego, nay, Los Angeles. Enjoy your new team, uh, say, uh, uh, L.A., 2013. <laughs> How would, about that? I would rebuke the L.A. Chargers. I would not root for them at all. Uh, that's a weird. I would, I would thing. cheer again. Why would? Why, why would I... wouldn't you root for them? You've rooted for the Chargers before. They're in San Diego. I am, but a, I would completely not completely confused by you now. How because could that be? why? Because why would I root for a team that was ripped out of San Diego? Those guys, those fans, would no longer have a team anymore. I don't know, but I do want to get this quick question to you. To you there, rank. All right, what, what black tie? Wait, hold on. Let me get the question. Stop it. What's the question? My question to you is this: I saw yes. you on Twitter at Adam Rank mention that uh, you think it's hysterical that Northern Illinois is in uh, is in the Orange Bowl, and you love hearing all the people complain about that. What? Yes. Try and make a case for that ridiculousness. That's absurd. For what? That a team I, that's uh, earned its uh, way. I don't know. The, what, the, what do you? Team, what aspect of it's ridiculous? The team that Northern Illinois its... is playing in the Orange Bowl. That. Is yes, ridiculous. This well, this is what I would expect from Georgia. Big, wouldn't from annihilate a, from, them. That's not the point of the bowl. It's this not? isn't. This isn't a playoff. It's an exhibition game. Aren't the best and, teams supposed to play in the best bowl? Games? Is that what? Is that why we have thirty-five bowls? Is because the best teams need generally one speaking, more. they try no, to put the no. best teams in the talking, best bowl. We got enough track here, guys. Now, now, if you're talking about like the final four or anything like that, where you're trying to crown a national champion, fine. They don't belong in that. But an exhibition game, a team that's earned the right to be in a BCS Bowl game to get that money, why should they be denied? Because these big school underachieving teams like Oklahoma who couldn't get their stuff together this year, they need to be rewarded for a lackluster season? I don't Hell think that, no. I don't think that's, that's exactly the I don't case. think that's the way you define Georgia. Georgia. Where, Georgia's going to a big-time bowl. They're not in the BCS. Well, Alabama's in there, so their conference is already being doled out the money that they're going to get for going to a big time bowl. Northern Illinois is garbage. That's they're going the to the Orange That's bowl. the po- I never oppose Boise State throw. and TCU and any uh, Utah or any of these teams that you have know. had these great. Se- no, I don't stand in their way. I'm all for them playing for the national title. What I do oppose is some junk Northern Illinois team going when they're when they're not when they're clearly not a capable team. They got what smoked by Iowa. They, I mean, yes, they're just not a good team. And you're gonna yes and you're. I was a bum team. You're, All right, you're, handsome. You're, Answer black tie. What was the question? I'm, I'm, I, I think, where, I think pick one answer, of these out of favor QBs. I don't and remember where they're what the question go. was, but my answer was going to be Matt Flynn. But I don't know. I don't know, what, <laughs> I don't know why or what. Or I where. like that. Yeah, Matt, Matt Flynn. Flynn. I, that's my answer. Matt Flynn. Two. Um, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Matt Flynn could go to the back to the Packers to be their backup. Can I tell you this one? How yes. about to the Jets? That makes sense. Really? Take that contract, oh dump Sanchez, that's it. Alex Smith. Or how about Phil Rivers to the Jets? Phil Rivers, I really do think, it, talk about somebody it's time to turn the page. New regime, A.J. Smith, Norv Turner, turn the page, I'm get sure, rid of I'm North. sure Tony Sperano would really fix Phil Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a plan. And Zeus, all right, how say you then? I, I mean, I kind of like uh, Vic in San Diego, too, a little bit. Um, Stop it. I, I know, it kind of sounds fun to me. Why does Chip so Kelly want that. Michael Vick? Chip it's Kelly. not going to. He's going to be with Brandon Whedon in Cleveland. Chip Kelly, yeah. Or you know where Chip Kelly maybe lands? Here's 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 a good one. The Chip uh, because the one nobody who's talking, no people are not talking about him. We brought him up about three weeks ago on this podcast. Who's in real jeopardy? Coach Wiz down in Arizona. It's time for he that. Is. Time for that. Why, them to turn the page. Why would Chip Kelly want to go to Arizona with no quarterback? 
Well, listen, I mean, that's going to change, obviously. Maybe they go get Matt Flynn. Maybe they bring in Mike Vick. Then problem solved. Now they do have a question. Now now they do have a quarterback. Maybe they draft somebody. Maybe they draft Geno Smith. This is what he's going to want. He's going to want a guy, obviously, to run his system who can run around a little bit. Interesting point. All right. I don't understand. What about Kyle Orton? I mean, he's just wasting away. Really? Yes. If you look at the starting quarterback. As he should be. Kyle Orton is exactly where he should be right now. That's where he'll be for the rest of his NFL My last question is, though, out of favor QBs, is Mark Sanchez a starting quarterback anywhere in 2013 or beyond? No. He, does he ever get Next a crack year? to start again? Yeah, an injury would, would get him. I that. think he gets to compete for a role with some team, but I'm not saying he's going to win anything. All right. I think I solved it, though. That's it. Mike Vick to Arizona. Chip Kelly goes down there. And uh, and finally, Larry Fitzgerald gets his uh, a, a capable uh, guy to throw him the ball. Yes. Black tie. Or, I don't know who's at the top of my list, but I have Blaine Gabbard at the very bottom. He's so terrible, I can envision him being the organic quarterback drop on a podcast 20 years from now like Dita Brown. <laughs> Oh, oh, Black Tie does it. Yes. Well played, sir. Black Tie's making his push. Come back, gotta, baby. Uh, I, don't back. Know, I don't know if that was five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Nicely Come done back. there, Black All right. Tie. All right, listen. Quickly, we'll finish quickly, the Black. Quickly. I want to do the Black List. We have some good stuff on there. We'll do it on our next episode in front of the ATL Debate Club coming up later Which this I love. week. You've never listened. Right. Wait, wait, wait. 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 It, don't hey, lie. Kansas, yeah. what am I wearing right now? You are not wearing a skinny tie. Oh, that's interesting. All right, listen. Here's what we'll do. Black tie, do you have a quick shout-out here? Oh, yeah, I do have a quick shout-out. Get, get your shout-out here. We'll, we'll complete the black list. We have more meat on that bone. We don't have time to wrap that up, though, right now. we got to get to Dwayne Brown in just a second. Quickly, black tie, what's the shout-out? Uh, before the shout-out, actually, guys, I have a theme song for this. Well, Dick Banks has a theme song. Oh, you do? Well, hold on to it because Dwayne Brown's wife is a DJ of some sort, and so I, I, it's, I'm glad that that's true. We'll get, we'll have him review it. Okay, we'll have. So we have to, we have to have him review it. Yes. I think it's a good way to do it. It's an auspicious launching. All right, my shout out this week, quickly, guys. On my way home last week from work, lights were out for some reason for basically a whole block. So as a result, you had freelance traffic workers working the streets. And that's a tough job. So shout out to those guys because those guys are freelance. They were probably at home chilling, you know, hanging out. And then all of a sudden, oh, lights out, guys. We got to go and work some lights. And that's a job where you cannot take a break. So in other words, you like electricity. You like lights on you at night. That must have been a weird time when they had. Must have been weird when uh, they had candles lighting. Well, on the traffic lights. Although light the green one, light the green candle, (laughs) (laughs) red candle. True. All right, listen. Let's get to Dwayne Brown here right now. He is now a member of the division champion AFC South Houston Texans. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How you guys doing? Can't complain. Not as well as you, though, of course. I mean, now you've got your feet up. You've won the division. It's your day off. How does Dwayne Brown spend the day off? Um, Well, you know, I don't. I'm somewhat of a newlywed still, so... uh, Try to get a lot of quality time with my wife, you know, um, probably go catch a movie, um, get some food, but mostly just relaxing, man. Just, what movie? You know, long what movie um, is it going to be? I'm not sure. Maybe Lincoln. I heard that was pretty good. Ooh, I've, I haven't seen it. I hear boring, though. So Stop just be. Pr- oh, really? I've heard it's a little boring. Oh, Why? Have you seen it, Rank? No, but I, I'm not a big 
going to the theater guy. Go to what about? Uh, uh, have you yeah, seen? I'm not a newlywed anymore, so I don't have to go to the movie. Yeah, theater. how does it work, Dwayne, in your house? <laughs> do, do is it now because you're in the early stages of marriage? Now is it her choice what you see, or is it your choice, or is it like you chose last time? This time it's mine. Yeah, we try to we try to switch it up a little bit, you know. But uh, more times than not, it's her choice. Now I just gotta gotta deal with it. Get right. used to that, just like you got to get used to going to Bed Bath and Beyond and Pottery Barn and all those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard about it. All right, let's talk a little bit of football right now. Um, and a big game coming up for you guys against those New England Patriots. You look great sitting atop the AFC now in that uh, first seed. But with the Patriots game now here. How important is it to Kubiak on down? How much of a conversation is it that it's not enough just to get into the playoffs and have a home game, but also to be in those top two seeds? Or is it, is it we got to be the number one seed? We want it all running through here. Uh, it's, it's a big priority. You know, it's, it's uh, something we've talked about all year. You know, we, we've had some short-term goals, just taking them one week at a time. You know, but now that we've gotten to this point, in the season, you know, we're very proud of where we are, but we know we have uh, a lot of football left to play. You know, we're happy that we clinched the division. I mean, we're happy that we, we clinched the spot in the playoffs, but we're looking now, you know, to, uh, to clinch the division and also, you know, get home field advantage, you know, and that's, you know, we know we have to take a moment at a time, and, and this is a huge test that we have coming up Monday night, but, um, that's just our goals, and that's just our thought process. Well, how much of that opinion and the need to be the number one seed and have everybody coming down to Houston um, on the way to the Super Bowl is informed by what happened last January? You went on the road to Baltimore. You had your third string QB in there, the rookie TJ Yates, and you still just about knocked off those bald birdies. I still say you guys outplayed them. You were getting a great push there. Is that what stu- all off season long was that game sticking in your craw? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, but uh, that's not really the, the 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 drive behind our reason for wanting it. You know, we feel like we're a pretty good road team. You know, um, you know, we have a big opportunity to show that this week. But um, I mean, yeah, that that game really stuck in the back of our minds for a long time. You know, just because of we thought we played pretty well. You know, and matched up pretty well against those guys, but just came up a few plays short. Um, but we feel like if we were we're forced to go on the road, that we could definitely perform. But um, there's nothing like playing in your in your hometown, you know, in your own stadium. And I'm, you know, what, I'm going to go ahead and pencil you guys into the AFC Championship hmm. game. I'm going to, I'm going to do that for you right now. Then. Yes. Wow, that's great. I'm going to say though, the Patriots, the Patriots or the Broncos. Which team do you probably not want to see? I say the Patriots. Which team do you want to avoid? Um, it's hard to tell, man. It's hard to tell. You know, uh, both teams. Are equipped with uh, quarterbacks who are legends and, and you know the best to do it. Um, um, both have a lot of weapons on offense, you know, and both have pretty stout defenses. Uh, we played the Broncos once, you know, so we have a pretty good idea of what they bring to the table, you know. And I, I'll probably have a, a better better answer for you after this week, you know, after we face New England. Yeah, give them time, right? Okay, Please. give, them, give time. them At least let them get through Monday night's game. Well, let's there. break it. Well, let's break it down. I I don't want to put you on the spot and say I don't want you to have to pick Brady or Manning, but let's take the cars that they pitch. Would you rather have the the uh, the Dodge, <laughs> the new Dodge, or the Buick Verano that Peyton's sporting? Um, hold on. You, you said who's the Dodge? No, no. <laughs> Tom Brady is now the Tom Brady's the spokesman for the Dodge Dart. 
that's coming out. Oh, Peyton Manning's that. got the Buick. Oh, uh, I'm going to Dodge. I'm a Dodge guy. I got a couple of <laughs> Rank, he doesn't want to answer questions about these other guys. He wants to talk about his team. Talk about Andrew Luck in the Indianapolis Colts. No, seriously. <laughs> seriously, though, Dwayne Brown, isn't it remarkable that you guys, after the, you know, the story a couple of years ago was the offense is potent, but the secondary in Houston is no good. Then you transform it a year ago. You become a legitimate powerhouse. And this year, you're the class of maybe not just the AFC, but of in all of football, the the most consistent team out there. So what do you guys make of, do you guys talk at all about the fact that nobody talks about us, they're busy talking about uh, the Indianapolis team? No, we're not worried about that at all, you know, and we've been the underdog for so long, we've gone unnoticed for so long that uh, we're used to it, you know, and, and we just go about our business, you know, handle it one week at a time. And um, like I said, we're, we're proud of each other in the locker room of what we've accomplished thus far. And, uh, you know, we're not really too worried about the attention from the media or the national, you know, states, you know. But at the same time, when we have a chance to show people what we're about, we definitely want to take a, take out, take advantage of the opportunity, you know. And uh, none bigger than, you know, this, this uh, opportunity coming Monday night. Well, with these playoff implications, they're all over the place, really more so, I feel like, than in most seasons. It, certainly at the top, the fight for those top two seeds in both conferences and definitely in the AFC is is pretty tough. Now, you can put it away, I feel like, if you beat the Patriots this week. If not, it feels like a bit of a mess. Do you think if you guys are locked into the number one seed, do you anticipate Kubiak and company saying, all right, Schaub, you sit down, Arian Foster, you sit down, because that Week 17 game against the Colts could still have major playoff implications at the back end of the AFC seeding there. Do you anticipate philosophically, like some some teams do, we saw the Packers do it last year to probably to uh, to their demise, and now they probably regret it. Do you think Kubiak and, and, uh, and, and everybody else is going to say, let's take a rest, let's have a, a full two weeks off, and then come back nice and fresh for our first playoff game? Uh, I'm not sure, man. You know, I, I can't begin to think of what, uh, Mike goes on in the minds of, you know, our head coach or anybody upstairs. You know, um, I just tell you I'd be ready to play. I, I'd expect my teammates to be ready to play, um, but I, I couldn't tell you. Do you prefer to play, or do you think, like, yeah, you know what, it's been a long season. I can use a couple weeks off. Well, I mean, I'm I'm an awesome lineman, you know, so I'm always I'm always down to get to get dirty and get and play, man. So that's just how I feel. All right, JJ Watt. Alden Smith, Von Miller. Which guy do you want to have to block the least? Uh, what? Absolutely. Good answer. Uh, I mean, you know, both all are very, very talented. Um, I haven't faced Alden Smith in, since you know last year, but uh, I knew the kind of potential he had. Uh, Von Miller, I've been against his ear, is extremely talented, but but Daisy, I think, um, you know, from a power and also you know this instinct standpoint, you know, I, I think he's He's got it, you know, and, and the numbers that he's putting up, you know, compared to those guys who are on the edge, I think it's just crazy. You know, the, he has so many sacks, but he doesn't play on the edge. You know, he's inside, and that's unheard of for a guy, mm-hmm. you know, that's playing in a, you know, three technique, four technique uh, to put up those kind of numbers. Is it one of those deals you hear that it seems like almost a cliche? Hey, I get to practice against the best; it makes me better. Are you knocking heads with JJ Watt, and does it yield practical benefits to you when you go out and play other guys? 
Absolutely, you know, and uh, you know we don't go against each other as much as we did early on, like in training camp. But uh, it definitely makes you better, you know. And he's a, a very young player, and some young players you feel like is a, a crafty veteran. You can use some tricks on him, but he doesn't fall for it, you know. So he he brings his his, his A game every play, and you know the effort that he shows in, in the games is it, uh, the exact same way in practice, you know. So going against that week to week definitely slows the game down for you a little bit on Sundays. Should he be in the the uh, conversation for MVP? Because you hear a lot about the quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, and the other guy, even the even the rookie quarterbacks. Do you think JJ deserves to be in that conversation? Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, um, you know he's uh, he's definitely definitely having a, a dominating performance, you know, all season. You know, but um, you know it's it's, t- it's hard to do that for a defensive lineman. You know, I think you can definitely put him up there because I mean you still have a lot of football left to play, and there's no telling you know, what he'll end up with. But um, it's hard to say. Dwayne, last couple things for you. First of all, you've been with the Texans for a long time now, and uh, as you probably know, I am also the uniform monitor here at the NFL. I oversee all decisions. I am not in direct contact yet with the commissioner's office, but I, uh, office, but I imagine that's just a matter of time. So let me ask you, what is the best uniform that the Texans wear? I'll give you the choices just to refresh your memory. The all-navy, the all-red, or what you always wear now with the navy socks or the ones when you had the red socks with the navy pants. Go. I like the all-navy. I all like right. all-navy. It's, um, I, I'm a fan of dark colors, mm-hmm. you know, so having all-navy on – um, I like that a lot, and also the a bigger guy. It, it, it makes me look ah, a little slimmer. Clever. I like <laughs> I like where your head's coming from. That's I'm going to say that's incorrect though. The best look you have is the white jersey, the navy pants. But you got to bring back the red socks. Those red socks made that uniform sing, fella. Talk to whoever you need to and make it so. At least bring back. You can go all navy as long as you wear the the red socks. Deal. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I wouldn't Thank mind that at all. Okay. Lastly, I know your wife is a DJ on. Um, she she hosts a show on Sirius. Give it a plug, by the way. Oh well, actually, she's not. She's not on that show anymore. Oh, she's not. Okay, then. Well, <laughs> let's forget that. <laughs> is she still working in music? Uh, yes. Well, she actually is back on the radio here in Houston now on uh, ninety-seven nine the box. Oh, okay, excellent. So she's a music of yeah. she's a music expert, which would then mean that you must know something about music, yes? Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, then, let real quick here, our producer behind the glass, there, Black Tie, has a brand new theme song, and I'd like you to review it quickly. Black Tie, let's hear that thing for Dwayne Brown to give his review. It's time for Black Tie shoutouts. I like to give a shout out to. Quick shout out to. I just want to give a shout out. Hmm, atmospheric, sort of interesting. Had a beat. How say you, Dwayne Brown? Yeah, nice little beat to it, man. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who's the best? Who who, should, who do you like to listen to before you go out there for a game? You put in uh, the headphones and get yourself psyched up? Um. Yeah, let's see. Um, I mean, my favorite song I like to listen to is uh, Kanye West's uh, Power. Interesting. I'm hearing a lot of Kanye West this year. A lot of guys are mentioning Kanye West as their uh, get ready for the game. All right, Dwayne Brown, we'll let you go. Go enjoy the rest of your day off. I, I hear, I don't know if it's out yet, but beware that there's this new movie, Anna Karenina, floating around there. Don't let the wife drag you to that one. That looks like a snoozer. 
Um, All right, I'll stay away. Killing, <laughs> killing them softly with Brad Pitt as a hitman. That looks uh, promising. What is that about? It's a, well, I, I think he's a, a mob Brad hitman yeah, or something. Yeah. Is that what it is? Ah, yeah, uh, okay. That might be no, good. I heard, I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah, and then you got Red Dawn, but I frown on no, that because no, you no. don't see that. The original is no, too I'm, good. Boycott then. You, <laughs> I'm good on that. Did you see the original? <laughs> I did see the original. See, why would you remake it, right? Exactly. It's exactly. already perfect. All right. All right, listen. Dwayne Brown, best wishes to you on Monday night up in Foxborough. Go get those Patriots. Go get that number one seed. And continued success to you and all the fellas there uh, down in Houston. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks again for you. Guys all right. Oh, and by the way, it's uh, if you're on the Twitter, follow him at Dwayne Brown 76. Dwayne, of course, D-U-A-N-E. Dwayne Brown 76. Thanks for the time, man. All right. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> All right, I like him. Who do you like in that game? Quickly, fellas, who do we like? New England or uh, Houston? Houston Texans. You do? Up On there the in Foxborough. No, the Patriots are going to win it, and then they're going to beat the 49ers the next week, and Boy, then we're all going to say they're the best team in the NFL. Those seedings in the AFC are, gonna, are, are, are going to shift quite a bit. If you're right, Rank, Houston, I mean, uh, Hank, if they put the, – the Texans essentially put the top seed away. If the if the Patriots win that game, though, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be an exciting last couple of weeks. Hanzoos, how say you? Patriots. Um, Jeff Darlington noted last week that the Patriots haven't lost a game in the second half of the season since 2010, regular yep. season. Mm-hmm. So they're rolling. They're going to keep rolling to their 13 or 14 wins. Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a dandy game. One of uh, And then there's the, the Beltway Bowl. Lots to talk about. We'll do our picks on all the games on the next podcast. The Debate Club will continue the blacklist. Uh, Black Tie now has a couple good items on there, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, thanks to Dwayne Brown, Handsome Hank, Hanzoos. Follow him on, uh, on, on the Twitter and uh, around the league. And, of course, uh, Adam Rank there. Look at Elliot Harrison's power rankings ranks alternate rankings oh so much to to uh, enjoy there for you the fantasy guys are coming in here right now make sure you look for uh, for that podcast available on itunes as always too all right with all that being said we'll talk to you with episode number 112 later in the week in the meantime thanks so much football fans it's been a thin slice of heaven you go into your shower feeling tired But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry... But it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.